TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo. And you guys know I've been looking forward to this interview today because we're going to get some real answers to how business owners can handle this Equifax, Equifax scandal and what are the potential consequences. So my guest today is Monica Eaton Cardone. She's an entrepreneur and business leader with expertise in technology, e-commerce, risk relativity, and payment processing solutions. She's the COO of Chargebacks 911 and the CIO of its parent company, Global Risk Technologies. Monica, thanks for being on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here because I've been talking to my audience a lot about the Equifax hack and you know what what are the impact for what are the impacts for individuals but i haven't yet really been able to address the consequences for businesses and that's why i'm so glad you're here because i don't know really (laughs) when i saw this come across my desk i was like ah perfect okay so um so have you yet seen an increase because you're the you're the coo of chargebacks 911 so maybe tell us a little bit about that and then let us know if have, have you seen an increase in chargebacks yet due to this breach and and if so why would people be more likely to file chargebacks now sure uh, so our specialty our specialist uh, or we are a specialist, I guess, geez, um, in, in studying chargebacks. And chargebacks are a dispute mechanism with transactions. There's either correctly filed chargebacks or there's invalid chargebacks, there's criminal activity, all sorts of fraud, etc. Now, when we start to see spikes, we always look for, you know, what is the cause of that spike? Mm-hmm. And I like to call it bandwagon uh, chargebacks. Mm-hmm. Bandwagon effect. So, whenever there's data breaches or there's, you know, like news about some sort of scam that has hit the market and is affecting consumers, you start to see, of course, there's going to be behavior from legitimate scams, legitimate victims, but then you start to see, you know, all of the Me Too crowd starts to come into play. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like if I had, you know, back in the days where it was the Target breach and the Home Depot breach. And I mean, it was like, I Back swear. in the days, it's not that long ago. <laughs> no, I know. You know it, was it was some major brand that you'd hear about this breach. And it right. was all around department stores. And of course, you know, it didn't affect every single cardholder. But maybe I could have been tempted if, you know, especially if a relative said how easy it was that they just contacted their bank and said, you know, it was so easy. I was, I explained that I was a victim of this breach and they erased all of this debt that I had and they made all these transactions. Uh, And sneaky. It is sneaky. It Mm -hmm. is sneaky. You know, the sad thing about it is that it's one of those faceless crimes. So consumers, you know, you start, you don't have as much guilt as you do, you know, a customer that that would commit a crime like this would probably never get caught. They would yeah. they would never consider walking into a store stealing merchandise off the shelves. Right. But they think, you know, it's not a whole it's not that damaging. I can just walk in and or you know, I can just make a call and it's just my bank. It's just a bill. 
and then it becomes <laughs> bad habits. Oh, it's it's a really bad thing. Oh man. All right. So here's the thing, though. There are small business owners who are going to be affected by this, right? And and um, right. a lot of the the folks who are watching may be digital business owners, meaning Etsy owners, um, and and even you know people who sell you know info products and digital products, and you know that can be an even bigger problem because we don't necessarily have a tangible product that we can show and say, they did buy this, they did download it. So, so what can business owners do now to protect themselves? And, and we're really talking about like our, our you know, business owners who use Etsy and PayPal and even those larger mom, mom and pop shops and info product and digital products, salespeople. What is this going to mean for them and how can they protect their businesses? Well, one of the things that I advise across the board, and especially when we we're in a, you know, when we have this temptation model going on for the bandwagon effect to happen with chargeback activity, is make sure that you really stay in communication with the customers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the more human that you can that you can appear, the less likely you're going to suffer from a chargeback problem like this. Um, so. You know, these are customers that are generally, they're good customers and bad habits start to happen kind of accidentally. It becomes this temptation. So the more that you can separate yourself from baseless transaction and now, you know, you communicate. Also, I'll tell you what communication does. So oftentimes on the internet, you sell something online and you think, okay, that's it. I delivered the product. My job here is done. Your job isn't done. You right. have service and there's not a single customer, especially in the U S that enjoys calling your customer service center. We all <laughs> hate it. Yes. No. Horrible. <laughs> so we've all had those experiences. We don't, we immediately think we're going to get put on hold. We'll have to argue about terms and conditions. We just want fast service. So we're left with two choices, either call and wait on the phone or yeah. click the button with my online bank, you know? So this is, this is really who you're competing with. So here's what you can do. Make sure after the sale, send a few emails, send an email just to check in, you know, and make it known that the only thing the customer has to do to resolve an issue with you is simply click reply. Show all the different methods that you have. This will not risk them canceling the merchandise like some merchants think, well, as soon as I make the sale, you know what, that, that was lucky that I had such a high conversion. I'm glad. No, it, it's not lucky. You know what? These yeah. customers, they, they're human beings. They enjoy the communication. You have an opportunity to buy, to sell to them again. They'll continue to buy. Right. Don't be afraid of communicating. And then the third thing is make sure that you have any type of uh, record of communication, also the shipping. If you sold a digital product, like you were saying, that's a tricky sale. Yeah. You know, but but you can make you can actually save if you save the download link or you sent them a communicate an email. Make sure that you had a deliverable email uh, with shipping. Save all of that stuff. Right. The more that you save and then you remind the customer, like just a simple, we just want to let you know that your, that your order was shipped. It was, we show that it was delivered. How satisfied are you with the product? Yeah. Yes, 
yeah. customer probably isn't going to call their bank and claim they didn't get it. <laughs> if they've said that they yeah. were really satisfied with it, yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, even if they say they hated it, the thing is at least they admit that they acknowledge it. Yes. I feel like though you are being pretty gentle. You were, you're calling this a habit, but I feel like it's a crime. I mean, it's it, it, you know what? <laughs> I, I think it's like any bad habit though. <laughs> uh, you know, it starts out as something that seems innocent mm -hmm. and, and it's just this, and you know, usually it's, um, it, it's like this one-time thing that you, that the consumers will do to mm -hmm. kind of test the limit and figure out, you know, is this something that, that I could get away with? And most of them probably, they, the people that we've interviewed and we've interviewed thousands of consumers that file chargebacks. Mm -hmm. The number one reason isn't, I was trying to get something for nothing. The number one reason is actually, I didn't have time to contact the merchant. Uh, I didn't have time. But the problem is now this turns into a habit. Yeah. It started out with, you didn't have time. And then it became, look how easy that was. And you got, you figured out how to get some money from that. So now we start to see this behavior repeat. That and is interesting. It feels to me, it feels criminal. To, it feels like thievery to me. I can't help it. It does. I mean, you know, the merchant doesn't get paid for Do the, mer the merchants don't get paid for that when, when someone does a chargeback. That money gets taken back, right? The money gets taken away immediately. But this is, yeah. what, this is what consumers don't realize. Merchants and often merchants as well. So merchants have rights in, in this ecosphere, even though it, it is an unfair scenario, I will say that. Um, but merchants have rights and they can dispute illegitimately filed chargebacks. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If you're a consumer and you get caught doing this too often, and some banks, they may even say that twice is too often, maybe even once is too often if you get caught, then right. you can get penalized it can actually affect your credit and you could be banned from buying transactions online. All right. So viewers watching, don't do this. It's bad. In many, many ways, it will come back to haunt you. <laughs> I was having in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I hope, you know, we're not giving people ideas, but I'm glad to know there are consequences. So don't there, do there this, are. viewers. <laughs> well, no, I actually... Yeah, some some merchants are now contacting the police and filing a police report for every single scenario. So, oh my gosh, viewers, yeah. definitely don't do this. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, there's definitely there's definitely some severe penalties that come, uh, with it. but it's one of those things like it's that short term gratification that I promise ends up becoming a very long term liability that you don't even want to get near. Yeah, you know, I think. I think I may have cheated and asked you a sort of an, a, an extra question. We'll call it a bonus. I, I'm only supposed to ask two questions, so we'll call it a bonus. But Monica, where can people find out more about this and how to protect themselves? Is there a link that people could go to, business owners? Sure. Um, you, can, you can visit our website. We have a wealth of knowledge about chargebacks, also consumer rights, merchant rights, how to fight chargebacks, etc. That's chargebacks911.com. Okay, and we'll put that in today's notes for the show. Uh, Monica, thank you so much. This is super enlightening. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. And if you like this show and you found this super informative, as I did, give us a thumbs up and please subscribe for more awesome interviews like this. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.
This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.